Hey everyone, so I kind of screwed up. I was trimming my podcast recording and I trimmed out the introductory part. So here it goes again. So welcome everyone to the Aging Millennial. Thank you so much for the great feedback, constructive feedback on episode one. All feedback taken on board. I'm glad a lot of you enjoyed it. Even though it's an introductory episode and there wasn't really much of an objective to it, you guys, you folks still enjoyed it. So thank you very much for that. So here goes, episode two. And sorry, there will be a, you'll feel a transition between the two recordings. Apologies. Going forward, I have been thinking about different topics. And today's topic, hopefully, will relate to a lot of people. So uh, I'm titling it Solo-ing or, um, you know, going solo. Um, So the reason why I do want to talk about this topic is that it seems like there's a fear of doing things alone, of eating alone, going to restaurants alone, uh, watching movies alone traveling alone and i have to be you know i have to be honest as well a couple of years ago maybe six seven years ago um i was quite hesitant to do things alone i always liked doing things with my friends with family whether it was eating out in a restaurant watching a movie uh traveling uh even just going you know for 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 shisha Uh, i always wanted to do things with people and I always judged people who do things alone. My question would be, you know, don't you get bored? Or don't you like sharing your experiences with others? Don't you like, don't you like sharing your views on the movie you guys have watched together? And so forth. So I judged. And I know a lot of people who judge as well. So whenever I tell them that I did things alone, they would be like, oh, you watched a movie alone? That's weird. Or, I, you know, how did you eat alone in a restaurant? I could never do that. Uh, doesn't it feel weird? Uh, so, yeah, I was in the same boat as many others who, uh, who question, you know, why others do things alone or why I did things alone. Uh, and also they would say, so you have no friends? Uh you know, what is this doing things alone about? So I think the biggest, now I'm a huge, huge supporter of doing things alone. And I'll start by identifying the starting, the starting point or the point where I realized I enjoy my company so much is uh, I think end of 2016, if I'm not mistaken with my timelines, I resigned from my from my job. Uh, I took. I went back home to my parents. Uh, they were st- they were in India. They were based in India at that time, so I went to see them, and I've been wanting to do a solo trip for a while. So you know, I asked a couple of people, a couple of friends, if they wanted to travel with me, but no one is, was free at that time. And what I did was I went back to India. And booked myself a ticket to Jordan. Now, Jordan never really was on my radar. 
until I had seen pictures of Petra uh, and heard about Wadi Rum, the desert. So I booked my ticket. Uh, this was from Islamabad. So I, what I did was I traveled from Delhi to Islamabad, saw a couple of my friends here, saw, saw some family here, and then, you know, uh, went on to Jordan. So I'll be honest, the night before I was due to fly to Amman, which is the capital of Jordan, I was very anxious and hesitant to do it alone. I had thoughts in my mind, shit, will I enjoy this myself? What if I get kidnapped? What if I get robbed? What will I do in the nights? If I go to restaurants, will people judge me for eating alone and being alone? Will people think I have no friends? Will, in simple words, will people think I'm a loner? However, I you know, got to the airport the next morning. I didn't listen to the voices in my head. And I'm going to do a separate episode on the inner voices in your head. Uh, it's the worst thing, the worst, worst, worst thing you could ever go through or listen to. I stood in the line, uh, got my boarding pass, boarded the plane. Uh, great flight, very comfortable, and arrived in Amman. Obviously, prior to that, I was going through different travel, solo travel uh, forms, and TripAdvisor as well, identifying you know, the top 10 things to do in Amman, where I should travel to in Jordan, because Jordan's fair, a fairly, you know, a, a good country to travel uh, to different places. It's not too big and it's not too small either. So good size. You could do day trips very easily. And also, I, the fact that I was traveling alone, I also researched on, you know, how much I should be paying from the airport to the city center or to, my, to the hotel I booked. So it gave me a good idea of the rates and whether I would, you know, this was just to kind of avoid me getting ripped off because I hate getting ripped off. And I think when you're traveling in a group or with friends, you uh, tend to haggle more, tend to negotiate more. Um, and the fact that I was solo, I didn't want to take any uh, risk, you know, piss. I didn't want to piss the taxi drivers off or anything. So I had to come, uh, I had to come with a, decent fare which i researched online so I, I i went to jordan i went to amman first night uh was great i was pretty tired uh the next day i had to go to petra so i was i decided i would do everything like the locals i would take the local bus from city to city i would not hire a private car i would hitchhike if need be so uh, what I did was, I, it, you couldn't buy uh, tickets to Petra online. So I was taking the local bus. Hence, you had to go to the ticket office and purchase it yourself. Now, I didn't have roaming with me. So what I did was, before leaving the hotel, I took a picture of Google Maps of where I had to walk. And I took the address down as well. So you could ask people along the way. Amman is a very walkable city, and I think I'll have, a di I'll have a different episode on my experiences in different cities, but this is more about 
doing things alone, traveling and so forth. So I walked to the ticket office, got there successfully and asked them for a ticket to Petra for the next day. And to my surprise, um, they didn't have a seat available on the bus. And that was one of the only buses going that day. I think there was one bus every two days or every three days. And I, the fact that I had booked my hotels in different places, I did not want to risk delaying my travels. And the fact that you only have six, seven days in a country, you want to make most of it. So talking about delays and shifting plans wasn't really happening. Or I didn't really want it to happen. So the ticket officer actually managed to find me a ticket after I told them I'm traveling alone. I have booked my hotels and so forth. So, she, so the ticket officer, she had to call someone else, the head office, and I think they just got me a ticket. So yeah, a seat was available. Great. Uh, that's, that was the first tick of my solar travel or success of my solar travel. Oh, and the second, the first success, sorry, the first success was actually I did not get ripped off when I took the taxi from the airport to city center. I managed to, or the guy managed to charge me the same fare as mentioned on the forums. So that was the first success, you know, not, not getting ripped off uh, on the taxi. Second success, getting a seat on the bus to Petra when I was first told it was, uh, there was no vacant ticket. I got to Petra, checked into the hotel, great experience, went to Petra, sight, beautiful, stunning, did the day tour, did the night tour, everything. Now, another ch- I was in Petra for two days. I don't think you need more than two days in Petra. The challenge was I had to go to Vadiram the next day, which was another two hours away from Petra. And the fact I had no private car and I said I would do everything like the locals do on the forum, there was actually, it said there's one bus that goes from Petra to Vadiram at 7.30 in the morning, but you had to call this person and book your ticket or ask, ask him to pick you up from a particular stop in Petra. If you do not call him and he did not pick you up, you would be stuck in Petra. And the only way to get there would be a private car. So that was a bit, you know, anxiety inducing. Uh, I had booked my tent or uh, a tent at the campsite in Vadiram. And Vadiram doesn't really have much phone signals or uh, really bad internet. So even connecting to the people there w- was a mission. So I went to the hotel, to my hotel in Petra. I asked the reception, guys, look, I need to get to Vadiram. I, you know, this, this is the form that said I should contact this person. This is the number. Can you really help me? Turns out, as in many places, that the guy at the reception, the, dri- the driver of the bus was... The, the guys at the reception's uncle, if that makes any sense. I probably haven't put it right, but they, they had this family relationship, uncle-nephew relationship. So he said, uh, sir, don't worry, I will get you on the bus. I asked him first time, he didn't do it. Uh, I went to see Petra, asked him second time, he forgot. And third time, I think it was 8.30 in the night, and they had to pick me up at 7.30 in the morning. I asked him to call. He made the call. His uncle said, I'll pick uh, this guy up at 7.30, I woke up at 7.30 the next day, had my breakfast at 7.15, was getting late. The bus waited for me, not purposely, but the hotel people wanted me to have a really good breakfast, have coffee and their local delicacies. And, I bo- and they waited for me for a good 10-15 minutes. Fortunately, there weren't many people on the bus. So sat on the bus, went to Vadiram. Now the challenge was, how do I find my campsite in the Vadiram? Because Vadiram is a huge desert. 
and uh, I, just before you enter the desert, there's this place where they have the offices for the different campsites, and you go to the relevant building and you check in, and then take you to the campsite. So another challenge was, you know, where do I find my campsite? I asked the driver. He, they made me wait for a good half an hour. He, they took me to a building. I, 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 you know, I checked in at the counter, and they took me to the campsite. And in those days, I'm not sure why. I think there was something going on in Iraq and Syria on the borders, but there weren't many tourists in Jordan at that time, and so I was one of. I was probably the only person on the campsite, which was a bit scary. You're camping out in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. There's no phone signal. There's nothing, and anything can happen. And my family and friends wouldn't know until a few days after. But I took the risk. You know, it was a solo trip. I needed to do everything for me to get out of my comfort zone, and hence I went to the campsite. So it was striking. It was evening, about. Three-ish, four-ish. I went for the tour. The guy took me around the different Wadi Rum sites, and it struck evening. And the guy was, and I said, you know, what's for dinner? And he said, well, the, you know, this is what it is. Kind of boring. And honestly, I wanted something, you know, meaty, nice tasting. So what they did was that the fact that I was the only one at the campsite, they invited me back to their village. Which was a twenty-minute drive, so they took me there, and everyone in that house—I think there are about thirty, thirty people, mostly men. That's just their cultural traditions. They uh, had a dinner in my honor, and you know, I ate with them. They gave me some gifts, and it was a great experience. None of them could speak English, but it just seemed like. We could still talk to one another, somehow the other. So I don't think that would have happened if I was with a group of friends. So this brings us end to this week's episode. Hope you folks enjoyed it. As always, please subscribe to my podcast via Buzzsprout. It's listed on other platforms like Deezer. Spotify, and I'm trying to get it on Apple Podcasts as well. So please be patient. You can also follow me on Instagram for regular updates. The handle is the underscored aging millennial. And as always, provide me your feedback on what you thought of this episode. What topic would you like me to discuss? And if you'd like to feature on the show as well. So adios. Stay safe. Stay happy, and we shall speak in a few days. Ciao.